Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time for the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. Powered by Pavlov Media. Sign up today for Light Up Your Life Fiber Internet at pavlovmedia.com. Our broadcast is also brought to you by Prospect Bank. The game can also be heard live on our website, whms.com, or through the News Gazette app. And now, let's go to the field for tonight's game. It is a beautiful night for football in Monticello, Illinois, as we welcome you into the Week 9 edition of the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. The Monticello Sages getting ready to host the Unity Rockets in a Illini Prairie Conference rivalry game in the final week of the IHSA football regular season. Joey Wright and our guest color analyst this week, a Monticello graduate, class of 2006. Al Craig, also a former football coach at Champaign Central and Oakwood. Al, we've only got a second or two, we think, before we see the national anthem. But a great matchup tonight, pitting two talented teams, two great head coaches, Hall of Famers, Coley Welter, Scott Hamilton, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun tonight here in Monticello. Absolutely, looking forward to it. Um, you know, this is this is like a dream match. Monticello and Unity, and it, everybody's fired up. Full stands, and I'm really excited for it. It's a great week to, a uh, great matchup to have, I should say, in the final week, the regular season. These teams matched up in week nine a year ago as well. Unity won that game 28-0, but the Rockets have had a bit of a new look this year. The Sages bring back a lot from last year's team. Unity entering at 6-2, and two. Monticello at 5-3 and three. should be a really good one as the band forms a large M at midfield. 13 minutes remain until kickoff. Here at Monticello High School, beautiful new turf field. And as the fans rise for the national anthem, we'll take our first break, the pregame show. Rockets and Sages coming up soon on Light Rock 97.5. Hi, my name's Kayla Burbage. I'm a volleyball outside hitter, and my competitive advantage is my power. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media's managed IT for their competitive advantage. Firewall configuration, virus protection, and server management are some of the managed IT solutions Pavlov Media can use to elevate your business. Executives across central Illinois can set up and use managed IT for their business. Head over to pavlovmedia.com b2b to find out more about our managed IT solutions and bring Pavlov Media's managed IT to your business. At Piatt County Service Company, they believe that customers are the backbone of business. That's why Piatt FS would like to take a moment to say thank you for your continued loyalty and support over the last 75 years. With a full range of services for the farm, home, and businesses in Central Illinois, Piatt FS will keep your equipment fueled, your home or shop running, and your mind at ease. So once again, from the whole team at Piatt FS, thank you for your business and your trust. Visit PiattFS.com today to see a full list of services. The 
National Anthem has just concluded at Monticello High School. 11 and a half minutes until kickoff as the Sages get ready to host the Unity Rockets. This is the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. Hard to ask for a better matchup in the final week of the regular season. Two Illini Prairie Conference teams that have been tough outs in the last couple of years, to say the least. Monticello at 5 and 3 tonight, Unity at 6 and 2. Some playoff implications in this one, Al Craig, as we uh, will get to in a moment, but you got to throw those out the window. Both teams have qualified for the playoffs. It's all seeding and, you know, how the brackets will shape out and that kind of thing at this point. Uh, we've got two teams that are looking for some momentum going into the postseason. Good opportunity to get it with a good win tonight. Absolutely. Both teams had big wins last week, and they're rolling into this game trying to keep that momentum going into the playoffs. And, you know, I've, been, I've coached teams and been around teams that have gotten hot at the right time and made a little run, so you just never know. There is a chance if Unity wins tonight that these teams could rematch next week in the first round of the Class 3A postseason. I, I said on the radio with Mike Hale this morning, predictions are kind of a fool's errand. You never know how it'll shake out. So many different things have to play out for uh, predictions to come to pass, but it's fun to speculate. We'll see how it plays out when the pairings are announced tomorrow. Al, looking at the matchup tonight, Unity's at 6-2. and two. Let's start there. Had the upper hand in this matchup last year, a 28-0 win in Tolono at Hicksfield. Made a run to the Class 3A semifinals a year ago. But the Rockets have a new look this year. A talented sophomore class is going to propel the Rockets for years to come. And that class starts with the quarterback, Dane Eisenmenger, who has lit up defenses around the area all year long. Yeah, he. I, I watched a little bit of film this week, and he, he looks like the real deal, man. Uh you know, good size that you'd look for in a quarterback, can sling it around, has some great receivers. Um, you know, their offense is a lot different than it's been in years past where they've been more run heavy, but this year they're able to sling it and, and it makes them more uh, tough to stop for sure. Don't discount the Rocket seniors, of course. Jay Saunders, Dalton O'Neill, Eric Meback, the uh, talented senior trio that will call a lot for the Rockets tonight. Eric Meback can play both ways too. We'll see him in at quarterback a little bit in some short yardage or clear rushing situations although it's a beautiful clear night for football temperatures dipping into the mid 50s right now should be in the low 50s by the time this one wraps up but coming off a rainy windy cold week eight this is not a forecast that would prevent both offenses from airing it out and for Monticello they've got a great quarterback in Luke Teschke who knows his way around the long ball as well Absolutely. Uh, he's a true dual, dual threat quarterback. Um, you know, watching him this week, I was really impressed with how he handled the weather last week at Prairie Central. I thought he was phenomenal in that game. And, and like I said, they designed a lot of runs for him. And he's a true, true dual threat, big kid. Uh, he'll be tough tonight for unity. The running backs, Ike Young from Monticello and Garrett Richardson for unity. Al, they offer kind of a nice uh, second option for both offenses. I think both offenses would prepare uh, or would prefer, I should say, to air it out, but uh, we'll expect to see a lot of carries for Young and Richardson tonight as well. For sure, yeah. I mean, both really tough kids. I know Richardson had an injury earlier in the year, but he seems like he's gotten going, and as he's gotten going, Unity's been even tougher to stop. Unity Rockets have traveled to Monticello to face the Sages, 6-2 and two and 5-3, and three. entering play tonight. I just say playoffs approaching in one week's time. The pairings will be announced tomorrow night. We'll see how it all shakes out. Both these teams have qualified for the playoffs already. Yeah. Monticello at 5-3, and three, not technically clinched, but you'd figure with the playoff points and everything, the Sages will stack up well tomorrow night, even with a loss. As we look around the football field outside Monticello High School, Al, you graduated from Monticello in 2006. We were talking before we hit the air, and it looks a lot different than it did uh, 
you know, going on uh, almost two decades ago, not to age you a little bit, but it's uh, starting to look beautiful new turf field, not only here, but across the street as well. Oh, man, it's phenomenal. It looks so good. They did a great job with it. Um, you know, not that I'm, you know, the grass field is where I played, and it was great too. Monticello always took care of it, and it was like sacred, hollowed ground here. But this turf is just phenomenal, and across the street, looking at the soccer field and the track and everything over there, it's just, it, I mean, money well spent, and it looks great. We are still between the mums, though, in Monticello. They uh, kept the, the rows of flowers planted behind both end zones. The high school here in Monticello is only about 20 yards or so. Yeah. behind the, the left end zone as we look at it. We're actually in the top row of the bleachers tonight here in the uh, – The, the mums hold a very special place to me. You know, they're in honor of my former coach, Doc Roberts. So, you know, very special, very special thing they do here at Monticello. It's a nice touch, and I don't know – I've not yet been to another football field in the area that has them. It's a yeah. nice – almost like a kind of an SEC feel. You know, you think between the hedges. You yeah, get to, uh, You know, Georgia sure. and some of those. It's, it's a nice, nice touch. I should clarify, we're in the uh, top row of the home bleachers. There are two sets of bleachers, one on either side of the uh, field. And, you know, look across the way. There are two smaller sets of bleachers uh, flanking the 45-yard lines. Unity's traveled well. A lot of maroon across the way. But here on the home sideline behind Monticello's bench, we're expecting, uh, I would say, close to a sellout, if not a capacity crowd tonight, Al. In the student section, when they make their return, they're on the field right now. It's it's going to feel pretty cramped over here. Yeah, those fans are something else here at Monticello Games. They were always a highlight of every game when I played here and always yelling and getting everybody fired up and, and getting in the other team's head. I, I love every minute of that student section. It was a lot of fun. Five minutes in, 40 seconds until kickoff in Monticello. Joey right now, Craig in with you. It's the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. Monticello's marching band is on the field. They've formed a tunnel from the corner of the left end zone all the way out to the 20-yard line. The color guard takes that tunnel over at the 20 and carries it until about the 35 or 40-yard line. Then the student section, dressed in pink from head to toe tonight, takes it until the opposite 30-yard line. So it's some... 80 yards of uh, Monticello students on the field right now, and we'll soon see the Sages make their appearance onto the field. The Rockets will probably come out first, I would guess. They are staged behind the end zone over to our left. Al, you coached at Champaign Centrals a long time for an assistant, then four years at Oakwood as head coach. What's a head coach thinking right now in the last five minutes or so before a big rivalry game like this? You know, for me, I, I always tried to – not think about much right like you've done all you can to prepare if you're still coaching at this point you i mean you're in trouble right so um you know Mon monticello coach cully welter I, I know he's kind of a even keeled guy he probably isn't as fiery as some other coaches like myself um, but <laughs> i'm sure he's given the team a good good speech and and has them ready to go and unity same deal scott hamilton i think he's a little more fiery but like i said if, if you're coaching up anything now or or anything like that, it's too late, and, and the kids aren't the kids aren't probably going to remember by the time they get out there because they're pumping full of adrenaline right now, get, getting ready for this game. What a treat this coaching matchup is. Coley Welter, a uh, long-time coach at Alito and now Monticello where he's been for a, a long time now, led the Sages to a Class 3A title in 2018. Scott Hamilton, you look at what he's done in Tolono over the last three decades or so, no stranger to the semifinal round and championship game 
in the IHSA's Class 3A, uh, 2A as well, back in the day. Still looking for that first state title, but you can never count the Rockets out. And I think the next three years, Rockets are going to have a great chance to break through and bring home that hardware. Right, yeah. I mean, they're they're phenomenal. And these two coaches, I think I have 12 state, state games appearances between them. And, you know, 54 playoff appearances, something like that. It's just insane to think about the history between these two. And, and all the times now that they've played in this game and then, you know, statewide, you know, how well they're known. So it, it's it's a phenomenal coaching matchup for sure. Unity has made its entrance as they jog down the far sideline, left to right. Numbers are always, it's, it's an interesting time to be a football coach, Al, as you well know. Numbers are down in a lot of programs, not these programs. These rosters are deep. They are numerous, wow. 60, 70, 80 strong. I'd have to count them all up, but these schools aren't hurting for players or School of Pride as Monticello, carrying an American flag, begins to march toward the tunnel and make its entrance onto the field tonight. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you said it right. I mean, numbers are down across across football in general, but these two programs will never have a shortage at all. And, and the, <laughs> town, the towns will never have shortage of fans traveling or, or, or coming to the home game. So it's just a great atmosphere, and this is what a rivalry game is supposed to be. Breast Cancer Awareness Night in Monticello. Cheerleaders at the 50-yard line holding a large sign that says supporting the fighters, admiring the survivors, honoring the fallen. As Monticello gets ready to charge out onto the field, couple of American flags at the front of that tunnel. Off to the left, a lot of purple, a lot of gold, a lot of flags, a lot of Monticello flags behind those American flags. Absolutely. Cowbells ringing, fans on their feet, and here come the stages, charging through that tunnel, past the marching band, through the color guard, and now through the student section. The stages are on the field. It's almost time for kickoff in Monticello. You're listening to Light Rock 97.5, the News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week, presented by Prospect Media. Prospect Bank and Pavlov Media, I should say, is coming up. Don't miss it. We're back after this. At Prospect Bank, we have a powerful way to manage your debit cards anytime, anywhere. Select cards within your e-mobile app to turn your card on or off, put lost or stolen cards on lockdown, add your card to the digital wallet, set alerts, add travel plans, and so much more. Visit bankprospect.com forward slash manage cards to learn more about the power in the palm of your hand. We are Prospect Bank, the bank that brings you more opportunities. Member FDIC. In today's fast-paced world of instant gratification, the art of perfectly slow-cooked meat is becoming a thing of the past. Uh, order up. Don't worry, it still exists here. Get real meat and real barbecue that's been slowly cooking to perfection all night long. Get some today. Project 47 Smokehouse in Muhammad, Illinois. Pub and patio. Stop by and see us today. Welcome back to Monticello High School, home of the Sages. And the Sages will receive the opening kickoff. The Unity Rockets in town in the Illini Prairie Conference rivalry. Week 9 of the IHSA football regular season. Glad to have you on board. Kickoff is imminent. I'm Joey Wright. Al Craig is to my right. Let's meet our officials before kickoff. The referee, Ad Owen. Umpire, Scott Dees. Line judge, Mike Nichols. Headlinesman, Chris Hartbank. Back judge, Dave Purvis. Unity maroon helmets, white jerseys with maroon text. 
and four white stripes, four maroon stripes, I should say, on each shoulder pad. White pants, a maroon stripe down the middle for the Sages. Yellow helmets with a purple M on each side. Purple jerseys, white numbers and text. Purple pants, yellow stripe down the side. Pink accessories on Breast Cancer Awareness Night. We're ready to go in Monticello. Emerson Bailey is Unity's kicker. 12 minutes on the board for the first quarter. Glad you're with us on Light Rock 97.5. It's the News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. Let's get the party started. Emerson Bailey addresses the ball at the 40-yard line. Right to left kickoff. A squib kick that is muffed at the 30-yard line. Everyone charging for it. Now back to the 25. Unity says they have it, and they do. The opening kickoff is recovered by the Rockets. Wow, that's a huge momentum play here to start the game. Uh, a squib kick, I don't think it was meant to be an onside. It just bounced off a Monticello player, and, and it was rolling around for a while, and Unity picked it up, and... Wow, that's a, that's a tough way to start the game for Monticello. Hunter Romano muffed it for Monticello. Didn't catch who recovered it for Unity. But a big play nevertheless, and the Rockets will start. Now a right-to-left drive at the 25-yard line. Sophomore quarterback Dane Eisenmenger leads the Rockets onto the field. Garrett Richardson, his tailback to the right. Two wide receivers, one to each side, and a receiver in the slot. But it's a carry for Richardson up past the 15, down to the 13. Give him the 12, and Garrett Richardson starts things off, Al, with a nice game. Yeah, tough little power run there, and, and that's going to be a lot of what Unity wants to do. If they can do that all night, they're going to stick with it. I, I know that uh, their offensive coordinator is a, is a run-heavy guy, O-line guy. So Unity quick to the line, first down and 10 from the 12. Man in motion, play action, throw out right is caught, and Saunders is going to take it into the end zone. Touchdown, Unity, a 12-yard pass. Dane Eisenmenger to Jay Saunders, two plays, 25 yards, and a score. Jay Saunders, the senior, puts the Rockets on the board. Not at all the start Monticello wanted. Scott Hamilton and the Rockets will take it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, nice little uh, RPO action there on a, on a jet sweep motion, and, uh, you know, that throws the kids off. You get your eyes looking at one thing, and they throw it back across on the bubble screen. Nice play design there by Unity. Emerson Bailey on for the extra point. 11.30 left in the first frame. Rockets leading 6-0. Hot start. Bailey's extra point is up and good. Two good kickers in this one, Al. We'll call Bailey's name plenty tonight, as we will for Monticello. They've got a great kicker in Cole Sawinski. Actually had him on our weekly radio show on 1,493.9 FM. A, a kicker that... Uh, I don't think he missed an extra point when we saw him in week three. He's got some, got some distance, both kickers, from about 30, 40 yards out. you got to yeah. watch it. That's a, it's a huge weapon in high school football to have a kicker that can do that. You know, most of the time you get stuck going for it on, and, you know, fourth fourth and whatever from the 20 just because you're trying to score a touchdown. But it's great to be able to have a kicker come out and put some points on the board in those situations. 7 nothing unity over Monticello. 30 seconds into this one. Rockets recovered a squib kick that was muffed at the 25-yard line. Two plays, 25 yards, 27 seconds or so. However many seconds it took that uh, opening kickoff to be fielded. Yeah, right. It, 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 I mean, I bet it ran probably six or seven seconds off the clock. So it was rolling around down there for a while. Here's Bailey now addressing the ball at the 40-yard line. Another right-to-left kick. We'll see if this one is fielded cleanly by Monticello, or if Unity can come up with another special teams play here 
As it's a squib kick, this one a little deeper past the 20. Fielded, scooped up at the 16-yard line and space down the sideline. Look out, 50. Down to the 42. I mean, what an answer there for Monticello on a big kickoff return after, you know, some special teams mishap, and then you come out and make a big play like that. That's huge. Get the momentum back on their side. Nolan Benner-Kemper on that return. Some momentum for the Sages. They so desperately needed. Good return. They'll get on the 40-yard line. And with 11.23 left in the first quarter, Monticello trailing 7-0. Here's a left-to-right drive. Only one receiver out deep to the left. It's Raiden Colbert. Otherwise, Luke Teschke, the quarterback, has got Ike Young to his left, drops back, three-step drop, stepping up in the pocket and past the 40, drops his shoulder down to the 37. And Teschke, a nice gain on first and 10, will set up second down and about seven with 11-10 left in the first quarter. Yeah, those are those QB-designed runs there for Teschke. A tough kid to bring down, and I watch those on film, and, I mean, it's going to be a long night if Unity can't stop that. Luke Teschke, they list him at 6'1", 185 pounds. Physical runner, shows it there. Second play, play action. Seven-step drop, throw over the middle. It is caught by Raiden Colbert. Colbert, stiff arm 20, tries to juke his man. Ethan Reefsteck was moderately successful, got two yards on that. They drag each other down at the 18, and Monticello quick to the line, a first and 10 from the 37-yard line inside the red zone to the 18, 10-43. And Teschke lining up in the gun with Ike Young to his left. Two receivers out to the right, Colbert among them. Carter Foran is with them as well. Trey Welter lined up to the left side. Carry up the middle for Ike Young. Young past the 15, and he's brought down. Second down coming up for the Sages. Yeah, Monticello going a little tempo there after a big play. Uh, you know, Coach Welter does a great job of, of drawing up receivers to be open, and, and Teschke hit him on that long pass, and then a little, little uh, trap run there to get a couple yards and, and kind of settle them in here in the red zone. Clock just north of 10 minutes to play for the opening quarter. Unity scored on a two-play drive after a Monticello fumble on the first kickoff of the game. Monticello looking for some momentum here. Trailing 7-0, 10 minutes even for the first quarter. Second and eight on the Sage's 15-yard line in the red zone. Snap out of the gun. Here is Teschke out to Ike Young in the left flat. Rockets were all over that one. Teschke's down to the 14. Gain of one, third and seven on the way for Cully Welter and the Sages. Yeah, a quick quick out there trying to get uh, a little rhythm there, a little bubble, easy throw for the quarterback, trying to get the running back out in space to make a play. Third down and six, 13-yard line for Monticello. Teschke, the lone man in the backfield, out of the gun, snap his back, three-step drop, and he is sacked. The Cavalry in the backfield immediately. Two Rockets in on that one. Yeah, just a little edge pressure there. I don't know uh, if that was a blitzer or if that was the defensive lineman, but it got in there a little too quick for, <laughs> for anything to happen. That was a quick drop, too. It's Colton Langendorf and Brock suiting. Fourth and 13, and Cole Sawinski's on for a long field goal here. Back to the 20 would be, I'll mark that down at the 26-yard line. So that'll be a 36-yard field goal for Sawinski. Raiden Colbert, or Trey Welter, pardon me, is on to hold. Sawinski's kick is up and no good. Didn't break right, missed wide left, almost tucked it into the bottom corner of the upright, but couldn't. And with 8.41 left, Unity's going to get the ball on their own 20 with a 7-0 lead in the first quarter. Yeah, tough break there for Monticello, you know, getting the red zone, and that's where you want to score. That's scoring zone. And, you know, two two short run plays and the quarterback sack. And Unity drew up 
pressure at the perfect time there to, to get the sack and get their defense off the field. 80 yards for Unity if they want to end this drive with a touchdown. First drive, two plays, 25 yards. They lead 7-0. This drive will move right to left. Out of the gun, Dane Eisenmenger, sophomore quarterback. Garrett Richardson lined up to his left. Carry for Richardson. The play is sweeping to the left, and Richardson's up past the 25. A clad of purple uh, jerseys bringing him down at the 26. So give him a gain of six. I think they'll mark it at the 25. That's between the two. Gain of five and a half for Richardson. Yeah, tough sweep run there. I, I love that play. That's a little buck, uh, buck sweep action. So I, I, I'm impartial to that. One of my favorite football plays of all time right there. And it worked for Richardson for a gain of five. Now second and four from the 25, just north of eight to play in the opening frame. Rockets ahead 7-0. Trips right, and Eisenmenger's throwing right. It's caught at the 25-yard line. Dane Eisenmenger completing that one to his man Dalton O'Neill, who's very active in the receiving core for the Rockets. As I mentioned at the top, Al, it's going to be Dalton O'Neill, Jay Saunders, Ethan Reifstack to some extent, names to be familiar with tonight. Yeah, a huge receiving core for Unity. All those guys are over six feet tall, and you don't get that much at this level of football, and, and they'll just toss it up to them. Aiden Porter as well. And Aiden Porter's lined up to the left, along with Jay Saunders. Crowd getting loud. It's third and three from the 27-yard line. Eisenmenger rolls right, throws. It's Ooh. caught on the sideline. Both feet in bounds for Jay Saunders, who caught a 12-yard touchdown earlier, and it's third and three, turned into first and 10. Clock stopped at 7.22 as Saunders got out of bounds, and the Unity Rockets have driven the ball to the 32-yard line. 68 yards between them and the end zone. I like that rollout there to, to not get a sack and, and throw it quickly. Eisenmenger, here's a handoff to Richardson. Richardson running left off tackle, and he's brought down at the 38-yard line. 30, I was mistaken there, Al. That's a gain of one to the 32. Yeah, I thought he got a little more than that. That was a, he must have got a knee down before. He kind of squirted ahead there a little bit. Monticello kind of, you know, getting after it there on the D-line, getting some backfield pressure there to, to get in the way of the pullers. And, and really shutting down that power run game, which is what they really need to start doing. Good stand for Monticello's defense there. Here's second and nine. Cowbells ringing. Fans all over the bleachers. Second and nine, 6.30 to play in the first quarter. Play action. Eisenmenger rolls right, being pursued. Has to throw it. Uh, he didn't throw it away. He was looking for his man, Kyler Anderson. It was just a little bit over Anderson's head and incomplete. Third down and nine with 624 in the first stanza. That's what, the Rockets ahead by a touchdown. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what we as a coach call a good miss right there. He threw it out where only his receiver could get it. And I, I saw a, a quote from uh, Coach Hamilton in the newspaper saying, you know, and when he misses, he misses good. And that's a perfect example of it right there. Sophomore quarterback that plays beyond his years. Now third down at nine, 33-yard line. Going to have to move that crowd mic off the bleachers. They're all over him here in Monticello. Here's I. Rolls right, out of the pocket, out of the gun. Pump fake, throws it. It is deflected, incomplete. Was looking for Aiden Porter. Getting in and breaking that up, Trey Welter. Fourth down and nine coming up. And it looks like the Sages defense is going to hold 6-17 for the first quarter. They trail by a touchdown. So that's one thing I was uh, wondering about is how he would handle this pressure with the crowd noise and everything else. Uh, you know, he, he he looked good there. And, again, another another good miss, but they're rolling him out of the pocket and getting him out in space and letting him make a throw. 
Rockets will punt it on fourth down and nine. Punt nearly blocked. Oh. Sky punt, backspin. That's not going hardly anywhere. It's going to go just past the sticks. First down marker was the 43. It's down at the 44. Not a great punt, all told, from Eric Meebach. And we've seen a lot of special teams plays in the three special teams plays we've seen so far. Four, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's that's not what Unity was looking for there, a 10-yard punt or a 9-yard punt there. Uh, that's a, that's kind of a backbreaker. You're hoping to pin Monticello a little deeper than that. Sages start their second drive north of midfield at the Rockets, 43, 6.07 for the first quarter. Trailing by a touchdown. Here's Teschke going to run it up the middle. Teschke shifts to his left, balls on the ground. Unity says they have it, no signal yet. This is at the 43-yard line, celebration, second fumble, and Unity's defense has a turnover. Yeah, this has kind of been a bugaboo for Monticello in the games that they've lost, turnovers. I, I saw in the, in the newspaper that when they played PBL, five turnovers, and they ended up losing that game by five. So it doesn't become a problem for them tonight. Unity a winner last week at home against PBL, 48-0. Monticello, a big win last week at Prairie Central, 21 to 13 after losing 22-17 at home against PBL in week six, week seven, pardon me. Eisenmanger handoff to Richardson, running left up the middle, past the 50 to the 45 and brought down. That'll be a first down for Garrett Richardson on the Rockets' first play of their third drive, and they'll move the chains. He's down to the 46. Rockets won't huddle. Eisenmanger, the lone man in the backfield. Four wide receivers to the left, one to the right. No tight ends. Everyone's spread out wide. Screen pass looking for Meebach. Meebach breaks one tackle. He's down to the 42. Second down coming up for the Rockets. Yeah, another uh, power run there on first down coming off the fumble, and Monticello didn't stop it, and then a quick pass out there with a missed tackle and a five-yard gain. Both offenses moving with some tempo here in this one. Second and six for Unity. 5.20 to play. Richardson gets the carry. Up the gut on a dive, and Richardson up past the 40 down to the 39-yard line. Third another, and six. Go ahead, out. Yeah, another inside run there. The trap, and uh, Monticello is up to the task there, giving him another third down, and here comes the fans and the cowbells. <laughs> it's getting loud here in Monticello on third down and three from the 39-yard line. On the left side of midfield, a right-to-left drive. Unity up by a touchdown, looking to build on that here. And a keeper up the middle, little bit of space for Meebach. Mentioned earlier he'd play some quarterback. He gets the carry there on a direct snap, up past the 30, down to the 28. More than enough for a Rockets first down. And already some concerns starting to brew here in the Monticello uh, fan section. Yeah, yeah, you know the turnovers. Uh, the turnovers are going to lead to points if if you can't stop if you can't stop the run there. Eisenbanger on a quick strike out right on an out route coming back and getting the ball. Aiden Porter doing a nice job. Porter is at the 20 yard line. Give him the 19. So Unity goes into the red zone, line to gain the 18. Second down and one. 4-10 to play. Eisenmanger, the lone man in the backfield, trips left. O'Neal, Meebach, and Saunders. Now Meebach's in motion left to right, and he'll line up right behind Eisenmanger. Eisenmanger shifts back to the 20-yard line. They're right next to each other. Meebach lined up to the right. Eisenmanger drops back. Three-step drop out to the right. Monticello fans appeal that it is incomplete. Looking for Porter on an out route to the sideline. 
doing a sleeper that he's all summer with these receivers. Saunders and Porter now lined up to the right. O'Neal and Meebach to the left. Meebach in motion, lines up with Eisenmanger to his left. Eisenmanger, three-step drop, corner of the end zone. It is caught. Dalton O'Neal down the left sideline and into the end zone. A 14-yard touchdown pass. Eisenmanger to O'Neal. And the Rockets will go ahead by two touchdowns, 345 in the opening quarter. Yeah, and a fade route there, a great ball. Good route by the receiver, you know, just just got around the DB. And, and again, another easy, quick throw for the quarterback. Emerson Bailey's on for the extra point. Zach Pyant, the News Gazette's prep sports editor, listening on the radio tonight. He was covering a, a regional soccer final earlier tonight as Bailey's extra point is up and good. Zach says those cowbells and uh, fans are pretty loud. You can hear them well on the radio. <laughs> Apologies, folks, if they're too loud, but they're making a lot of noise in Monticello. Even being down 14 nothing. this is not going to be a, a home section that goes down easy tonight. Monticello could drive the field and get back into this one real quick. Still plenty of time. Yeah, you know, I mean, earlier they had the drive and, and stalled out in the red zone and the missed field goal. So uh, driving the ball hasn't been the problem. It's just been, you know, the ball security and, and holding on to the football and giving Unity short fields. And that's kind of what Unity feasted on last week against PBL too. Just short fields and they'll make you pay for it every single time. 14-0 Unity over Monticello. We'll see if Monticello can limit the mistakes here on drive number three. And and going back to the cowbells, man, I love it. They, when I played <laughs> here, the atmosphere was so so crazy. I mean, they have they bring every kind of noisemaker you can imagine. The bleachers, the the shakers with the rocks in them, the cowbells. I mean, they just bring it all out. This is a great atmosphere for a high school football game. You and I were talking before we went on the air. You know, being in the press, we're in the stands tonight. Being in the press box, you don't really get to see the full scope of these uh, stands, but this this venue could easily host Urbana, Champaign Central, Centennial. could easily host a, a Big 12 team or a Muhammad Seymour even, one of the larger schools in our area. There are a lot of stands here in Monticello. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you build it and they'll come. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what the, the motto of Monticello has been my, my whole life. I remember when these ble bleachers were built. And, I mean, it's just it's just a phenomenal facility. Bailey's kick from the 40 into the air. First time he's kicked it deep tonight, and it's fielded at the 11-yard line. Looking for any kind of space. The return man staying on his feet, fighting his way to the 34-yard line. And there's a nice gain for, I believe that was Benner Kemper on the uh, return there, Al. Looking good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Monticello getting a, a little rhythm there with the kickoff return. Opening up holes, and he's finding he's finding them and getting some yards. So it's always a big plus when you can start, you know, near midfield. Shotgun trips right for Monticello. Man in motion now. Right to left is Raiden Colbert. This drive starting at the 34. Throw to the 50-yard line is caught by Trey Welter. Cully Welter's son, a senior on this Monticello team. Over the middle to the 49-yard line, just a yard shy of midfield. It's a gain of 15 and a great start to this Monticello drive. Yeah, Trey Welter, Mr. Uh, Jamar Chase, always open, I swear. <laughs> and when I was watching film, he's always open. <laughs> 3.25 for the opening quarter. Monticello down two touchdowns. Ike Young, play action. Now a throw to the right flat. It is caught on a screen, wide receiver screen. A little bubble screen action for Carter Foran, who was with us on Prep Football Confidential on WDWS the other night. He's got a first down, a second down, pardon me, in short. 
second and two on an eight-yard gain. Again, Monticello getting it going, getting some tempo here with some short, or some some passing game and trying to get back into this one. Coaching staff has a lot of faith in Luke Teschke to air it out and put his team back in contention. This time he's going to keep it on the ground, running right past the 40. And a Monticello first down. Yeah. Needed two, gained about three. Yeah, a little read there, a midline read, and it's tough to stop. You know, you put the defender in a, in a tough spot. He doesn't know what to do, and, and Teschke's really good at reading those and making the right decision. First and ten, Monticello at the Rockets, 39. Rockets defense trying to hold here, four-man front. Two receivers left, one right, Teschke rolling left, pump fake. Outside the hash marks now on Corks, one deep ball to the end zone. It is not in, It is not complete. It is incomplete would be the easy way to say that. On a dive, Carter Foran couldn't catch up with it. Did a nice job of doing all he could, but uh, just wasn't going to have a chance to get back to that one. Yeah, I really like that, rolling the quarterback out, letting letting Teschke have the run pass option. And the, the receiver had him beat just a little out of reach. But, again, great play call there to get him out in space. They've had... A little issue up front blocking, you know, on those longer passes. So I like rolling them out there. Ball on the right hash, 39-yard line, second and 10. Clock stop 221 for the opening frame. 14-0 is Unity's lead. Monticello on offense trying to change that. Three-step drop out of the gun for Teschke. He's brought down hard his second. Time taking a sack tonight. Nick Jesse in on that sack. And I believe that's the first solo sack of the night for Unity. The first one was a probably give credit to both Brock Suiting and Colton Langendorf on that one and that's big for the Sages sets him back to third and 13. Yeah back there again you know just a quick drop and and uh, breakdown in protection there up front. Tashke with Ike Young to his left trips right lone man out to the left side is well now Raiden Colbert's in motion right to left. Tashke drops back out of the gun steps up in the pocket collapsing around him gonna keep it to the 40 Gained some yards, not nearly enough of uh, what he needed. The line to gain the 29. He's down at the 39. Fourth and 10 on the way, and Monticello is going to bring the punt unit on. Yeah, didn't great defense there by the Rockets. Didn't bring any pressure. They just rushed four. So tough, tough throwing lanes there for Teschke and couldn't find anybody. So he just tucked it and got what he could. Ball on the right hash, 39-yard line. Raiden Colbert on to punt, low snap, nearly blocked, it is blocked, and loose at the 45-yard line, a flag is down, back in the backfield, where better Kemper sent it deep, not Colbert, and we'll see what the call is here, as it stands, Unity's offense will start at its own 43. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the call is here, yeah, I... I I was guessing that they were going to call roughing the kicker, but they, they, when he tips it, it's not roughing the kicker then. It, it was waved off. Our official tonight, uh, our officials tonight, Addo and the referee, Scott D is the umpire. Line judge, Mike Nichols. Headlinesman, Chris Hartbank. Back judge, Dave Purvis. A minute and two seconds left. Now the ball's right between the hash marks. Middle of the field. Unity's going to start this drive at its own 39. 62 seconds left in the opening frame. They lead by two touchdowns. Monticello hasn't scored yet. Eisenmanger looking for his third passing touchdown of the night. This drive will start with a handoff to Garrett Richardson. Up the middle, Richardson gains two. Just south of the 40-yard line. Line to gain is going to be the opposite 47. Yeah, 
Big drive here from Monticello. They have to get a stop. And In the backfield now, trips left. Eisenmanger steps right up in the pocket. No drop back. It is caught up past the 45 to the 43. And the receiver there, credit Jay Saunders with a nice catch and a first down to the 44. Yeah, more quick passing there. They're just finding the weakness in Monticello's zone and just sitting there and He's, he's finding those hitches really easy. Like I said, those are throws that he's been practicing probably since he was nine years old. <laughs> 25 seconds left for the frame. Eisenmenger deep drop. Lobs one down the right sideline. Nearly intercepted and tipped. Breaking up that pass, Trey Welter. Clock will stop at 18 seconds for the opening stanza. And Unity will have a second and 10 on the way. Yeah, that's a heck of a play by Welter there, keeping up with the receiver. That was just a, a, a step back and throw it and let your receiver make a play. And the Monticello DB almost made the better play there. Unity driving to go ahead three scores. Second and 10, 18 seconds left in the quarter. 44-yard line on the right hash. Monticello fans getting loud. Man in motion, Eric Meback joins his quarterback in the backfield. Gets the carry right. Off tackle. Looking for the 35. Needs the 34 for a first down. Defense pushes him back. That should be the last play of the first quarter, and it'll be third and short when we flip fields and come back on Light Rock 97.5. Al, got to catch our breath. These offenses are moving quickly. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you get that tempo going, and, that, you know, both offenses have gotten in some rhythm on, on their drives, and they both like to play tempo. So you don't get much time to, to take a breath. Except now, a commercial break on the way. First quarter in the books, Unity 14, Monticello scoreless. Stick around on Light Rock 97.5. At Piatt County Service Company, they believe that customers are the backbone of business. That's why Piatt FS would like to take a moment to say thank you for your continued loyalty and support over the last 75 years. With a full range of services for the farm, home, and businesses in central Illinois, Piatt FS will keep your equipment fueled, your home or shop running, and your mind at ease. So once again, from the whole team at Piatt FS, thank you for your business and your trust. Visit PiattFS.com today to see a full list of services. Hi, my name is Isaiah Williams. I am a football wide receiver, and my competitive advantage is my speed. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media phones for their competitive advantage. Pavlov Media VoIP phones provide an elite class of communication systems you can use to elevate your business. Businesses anywhere in the United States can set up and use VoIP phones. Head over to pavlovmedia.com B2B to find out more. Light Rock 97.5 and the News Gazette's coverage of high school football, third and one for Unity. They lead Monticello 14-0 at the end of a quarter, first play of the second quarter. From the 35, they need the 34. Dane Eisenmanger out, Eric Meback in, and a keeper for Meback, the new quarterback up the right. Hash to the 30-yard 30, 30 line, pardon me, past the 35, down to the 30, and a first down by about five yards. Yeah, giving Monticello a little taste of their own medicine there with the quarterback read and getting a little wildcat there with Meebach. It's it's tough to stop, man. I mean, you're putting that defender in conflict. 11.46 now for the second quarter. Joey right now, Craig in with you. Having a great time in Monticello. Unity having a great time, too. They lead 14-0. Meebach out. In is Eisenmenger. Eisenmenger, a handoff to his running back, Richardson, who took it from the right to the left, was looking to run behind his tackle and did so marginally successfully, gain a five, second down, and five on the way. 
Yeah, more more power run there. Buck sweep from uh, from Unity, and if like I said, if they're getting four to five, six a pop there, they're just gonna stick with it. Second and six. Monticello's defense trying to hold here, showing a four-man front ball on the 26-yard line. A left-to-right drive now. Eisenmenger turns, gives Richardson a carry. Richardson up the middle on a dive. Takes it past the 25-yard line. And another third down for Monticello's defense. Unity needs to get it to the 20. And they've got it on the 25. First time we've seen a little counter action there from Unity. Monticello stuffed it out pretty good. Third down and five. Line of scrimmage the 25. Line to gain the 20. Shotgun trips left for Unity. Garrett Richardson is Dane Eisenmenger's running back to his right. Richardson gets a carry. Slips past one tackle. Trying to drive the pile forward. Monticello's pile wins that battle. Fourth down and three on the way for the Rockets. As the Sages defense holds, Al, would you consider this four down territory? Absolutely. I mean, Unity's getting what they want on the ground. And, and you know, they've been getting three to four yards a pop. So I, I would look at it as I'm going for it here. Uh, this is a backbreaker if, if they score a touchdown. So Fourth and five. Five wide receivers for Dane Eisenmenger. Just under ten minutes to play in the half. And a timeout called to silence the stomping and cowbells here in Monticello. And that's a timeout taken by Cully Welter. Yeah, good good timeout there. Uh, Scott Hamilton. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I think it was Unity. The good timeout there. You know, they came out in a five wide look, and and Coach Hamilton didn't quite like what he was seeing. You know, I've been in those positions. He knows that this is this is a huge play in the game. You know, if, if Monticello gets a stop here, they get some momentum, and if Unity gets the first down and keeps driving and scores a touchdown, it could be a backbreaker. So you got to get the play call you want, and and good. I mean. The, the Hall of Famer, you know, gets the, gets the play call he wants here with talking to the kids instead of just running up there. So, Scott Hamilton, head coach for Unity, going over things in the huddle with the Rockets. Cully Welter doing the same for the Sages. If you're just joining us on Light Rock 97.5, we're in the bleachers here in Monticello. Great crowd on hand to watch the Sages host the Rockets. Rockets 6-2, and two. Sages 5-3 and three entering play tonight. Both teams coming off wins one week ago. Out of the timeout, here's a fourth and three from the 23. Rockets need the 20. 9.52 for the first half. And the Rockets ahead by two touchdowns. Yeah, another empty set here for Unity. Eisenmenger getting ready for the snap at the 27. Three-step drop, throwing over the middle, wide oh. open, and it's caught for a touchdown. Aiden Porter into the end zone. Three passing touchdowns in almost a quarter and a half for Dane Eisenmenger, the sophomore, making it happen. Rockets 20, Sages still scoreless, 9.46 to play in the second quarter. A 23-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, Monticello got caught in a blitz there, and the blitz almost got to Eisenmenger, and he was able to step up in the pocket and make the throw. I mean, I, I, like, the, I like the blitz call there. I, I, that's probably what I would have done too, put a little pressure on him. Emerson Bailey on for the extra point. Would make it 21-0. Two for two on his extra points. Snap a little high, and the kick is blocked. No good. In on the block and drawing some cheers from a good crowd on hand. Ryan Frazee was into the backfield before Cole Sawinski, or before uh, Emerson Bailey, pardon me, knew it. Yeah, we're going to mark that one down. I mean, 
a blocked extra point could could change the momentum and and like I said I'm gonna mark it down and see what happens from here on I mean that's a that's a huge play after giving up a what would be a back-breaking touchdown you have a kid step up and make a big play there Monticello needed something that might have been it mm -hmm. Ryan Frazee remember the name yeah yeah if, if, if the game turns here he'll, he'll be my player of the game for sure that's that's that, that I mean like I said, when Unity has all the momentum like that, you can just come in and make a play to, to kind of stop momentum. It, it's huge. 20-0 our score, 9.46 left in the first half. Unity on the good end of that score. Monticello needing something. And now when we look at Monticello's offense, they've done a good job moving the ball. You know, they've had a couple errors, a fumble on a kickoff return that wasn't the offense's fault that set up Unity's first score. Did have a, another fumble that set up another Unity score in there as well. But by and large, they've done a good job moving the ball. They've just stalled out. You know, you get to about the, the 20, 30-yard line, take a sack. That's that's what's kind of bugged yeah. them so far, but doing a good job otherwise. Yeah, moving the ball between the 20s, you like to see that. and That's what makes me think that this game could change. Um, but Monticello's got to quit shooting themselves in the foot with the turnovers. Emerson Bailey's kick back deep to the 15-yard line, and it is fielded by Nolan Benner-Camper looking for the left sideline past the 30, and he's brought down at the 32. 9.37 left to play in the half. Monticello, Al, needing a play, though, because uh, fumbling the opening kickoff and letting Unity in for a score thereafter, that set him behind. Unity does get the kick to start the second half, and Coley Welter and Scott Hamilton both know that. Yeah, Monticello definitely needs needs a statement drive here to come out and, and get some points on the board after that blocked extra point. Empty backfield, trips left. Teshke drops back out of the gun, firing one over the middle, a bullet over the middle. Might have been tipped at the line, seemed to lose some steam as it approached the intended target, Trey Welter, to the 45. Incomplete second and 10. Yeah, I think the pressure got to him a little bit there right as he was throwing it, and it kind of caused the pass to go errant. Um, you know, I... And when he has time, man, Teske's got an arm, and he can make plays. So hopefully Monticello's O-line can give him some time here. 9.32 for the half. This drive, by the way, starting at the 32. Incomplete pass. Sets up second and 10. Monticello needing to drive. 68 yards for a score. Ike Young in motion right to left, and a pass out to the flat. Caught by Trey Welter. Bubble screen. Welter looking for something, anything. And all he sees, white jerseys in front of him. Third and long for Monticello after an incomplete pass and a gain of one. Yeah, quick throw, trying to get Welter out in space and make a play. Unity was snuffed that one out pretty quick. Seen Monticello on the radio twice this season, a week one loss at St. Joseph Ogden, a week three home win against Confluence Prep Academy. Unity lost to St. Joe, the only time we've seen them so far this season on Light Rock 97.5 in week two. 8.55 and a third down and nine. Empty backfield, Teshke rolls left, throwing, caught, Colbert at the 46-yard line. He's brought backwards, but forward progress will stand to the 46-yard line. More than enough for a first down, Raiden Colbert. And that was big on third and nine. Absolutely, love that play call, rolling him out, getting him out in space. That's that's Monticello offense under Welter to a T. The little comeback route on the rollout, so nice, so tough to stop as a DB. 14-yard gain on third and nine, and the Sages now have a first and 10 at the 47. Three yards south of midfield, moving right to left. Teshke out of the gun, steps up, pocket collapses, rolls right, scans, and he's sacked. And that's the second sack of the night for the big man, Brock Suiting. Suiting's a heck of a player. I mean, he's, he's the leading tackler on Unity's team, and he's just, he's just all over the field making plays right now. 
Brock Suiting, if memory serves correct, also came in at tailback uh, on occasion against St. Joe in week two. That was an offensive shootout, 38-35. Yeah, Final score. Game. Maybe heck the best game, game we've seen on the radio this <laughs> season. Yeah, it was a heck of a football game. You know, it always is. This is, you know, that's probably the marquee rivalry. This one's getting up there just because of how competitive the teams have been. But St. Joe Unity is always good. Second and 13. Better camper in motion right to left. And Teshke on an option. Pitch back to Young. It was low. Young caught it. Young has some space. A seam down the left sideline to the 45. And out of bounds on the left sideline in front of his own bench. Al, that was almost a fumble. That was a low option toss to Young, and Young did a great job of adjusting and catching it. Yeah, heck of an athletic play there by Ike Young, and, you know, speed option there, just trying to get out in space and make something happen for Monticello, and they did. They were able to get out there and got some good blocks on the edge and got him free. Seven and a half to play in the half. Third down and two from the 45-yard line, needing the 43. And here's an option play, on a screen play, I should say, to Trey Welter. Welter out of the left flat, past the 30. And to the 23, more than enough for a first down. Love that play call for Monticello. You know, Unity's bringing pressure and getting a lot of pressure up front, and then you run a little screen right behind them. That's so tough to stop, and that's the perfect antidote for the pressure the unity's bringing. Teshke rolled right, drew the pressure away from the left. Welter was there to clean it up. A first down, Teshke looking, firing, nearly intercepted, incomplete. Pass on a curl route to the left sideline. The intended receiver, Raiden Colbert. They gave it to him. Oh, did he come? He did come down yeah, and make that yep, catch yep. in traffic. Nice play from Colbert going into a crouch and hauling that one in, second and five on the way. Yeah, absolutely. Great throw there by Teshke, man. That was a... That's a, that's a that's a, that's a tough throw right there. There's a laser in there. Now second and five, and a low throw is incomplete. Was looking for that same magic there. Carter Foran incomplete, and it's third down and four. You know, I, I, don't, I, I don't know that he meant to do that, but <laughs> Unity, Unity had three guys about to snuff that out, so that might have been a, a good incomplete pass there. Let's everyone talk things over here with third down and four on the way. 6.50 for the half. Monticello needs this drive down 20 to nothing. And they are one yard shy of the red zone, driving right to left. Great drive so far from Monticello. Really need to come away with a touchdown. Third down and four. Teshke out of the gun. Empty backfield. Three-step drop. Fires over the middle. It is caught. And a first down to the 15-yard line. And that's what Monticello has failed to do so far tonight, but does their uh, third down conversion in the red zone. Trey Welter, the receiver there. Yeah, knew, knew they were probably going to bring some pressure there, so... He just went and sat right behind where the linebackers vacated, and Teshke again, another rocket right through the line. Perfect pass right on the money. Teshke showing off the arm strength. Six and a half minutes to play in the opening half. Monticello driving, trying to erase a 20 to nothing lead. Can't do it all here, but can do some damage. Ike Young a carry, bounces left. Young looking for the 14-yard line. They'll give it to him, a gain of one on first and 10. It's now second and nine. Yeah, trying to get the run game there and get get more yards. They were hoping for more yards than that, get them in a positive situation, second and eight here. Um, you know, this is kind of where Monticello stalled out, so hopefully they can get a first down and keep it rolling. Ball on the right hash for Teshke. Young to his left. Teshke winding one up to the 10-yard line. Bullet caught by Colbert. Colbert down inside the five to the four. And a first and goal on the way for Monticello. Move the chains. And the Sages are on the doorstep, down 20 to nothing. Yeah, both teams utilizing the quick game, easy throws, trying to, Monticello learned from 
the last time they were in the red zone with the sack and just now getting out of the quarterback's hands fast. 5.45 and ticking for the half. We'll see if Monticello changes it up. I don't know if they've run a play that wasn't out of the shotgun formation so far tonight. Show on that same look here. It's, it's tough to switch back and forth. <laughs> I've experienced that as a coach before. <laughs> Pick a lane and stay in it. Yeah, Timeout called. Absolutely. Taking, taking an under center snap is tougher than uh, people think it is, especially when you don't do it a lot. Well, we saw Champaign Central, uh, we've seen Champaign Central a couple times this season, Al, and uh, that's a team that would kind of the opposite. They'd prefer to come out under center, but uh, out of the gun, center struggled a little bit early on and yeah. got it as the season came out, but uh, I think it was the Centennial game. You had to worry a little bit in that uh, in that first half. His snap would be high, and yeah. again, saw him against Urbana and Danville, didn't have that problem again. But it, it can be tough when you're trying to change your style. Right, yeah. I mean, I, I we went a little bit back and forth when I was at Oakwood. We were... We were under center, and then we went the gun towards the end, and luckily our quarterback had kind of remembered how to take a snap, so we were able to get in there and, and run a QB sneak when we needed to or the, the tush push made famous by the Eagles. But, uh, you know, it, it's just tough. I doubt Monticello probably practices that snap very often. One thing about Coley Welter, though, infinitely creative. Oh, my god! Can gosh. never count him out. A trick play, Philly special, tush push. You, you never know what he's yeah. cooking up there. you got to watch everything. And they come up with some stuff. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we played against them in a freshman game, and even their freshmen, the two-point conversions, are just running wild stuff. So I, I look for out of timeout, something crazy here. Out of the timeout, first and goal from the four. Ball on the left. Hash Teske looking over the middle. It is caught in traffic. What a catch. Trey Welter, a four-yard touchdown reception. Sages on the board. 26 the score, 22-6 to be specific. And with 5.23 left in the half, look at this light show. I love it. Lights wow. go on and off, and the fans love it. And the extra point pending, Monticello has made this a two-score game again. Yeah, nothing crazy on that one. Just an easy slant over the middle, easy throw. Oh, oh, oh. and here's a direct snap to Ike Young, and it's incomplete. There's that creativity. We expected an extra point instead of direct snap to Ike Young. We'll get yeah. another light show here after the failed two-point convert. It's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, I love it, man. It's awesome. Uh, like I said, going back to the touchdown, though, you know, nothing crazy, just just a slant. And like I said, Teshke with a rocket over the middle just past the defender. And if they can live there all night, they might have some success right behind those linebackers. Failed two-point conversion makes it 20-6. to 5.23 left in the opening half. Joey right now, Craig in with you. This is the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. Jason Liggett, our producer in Champaign. You'll hear from him at halftime with some scores from around the area. A lot of good ones tonight, Al. Centennial and Normal West going at it in the Big 12. Yep. That's got some implications. Uh, Lincoln Prairie Conference de facto title game. Sullivan Oakaw Valley and Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond, both 8-0. Got some business to take care of here in Monticello first, but I'm really excited to uh, log on to newsgazette.com in a little bit and check some scores. Yeah, then that Sullivan ALAH game is going to be is going to be a great one. I, uh, you know, I'm a uh, Sullivan's an old Okaw Valley Conference foe when I played at Monticello when we were in the old conference, and it's good to see them come back. I know they're just two years removed from only playing a JV schedule, so that's a heck of a story there. Had a few years in a row without winning a game, right? And now yeah. they've come back and uh, co-opt with Okaw Valley, looking really good. It'll be interesting to see what happens yeah. in that one tonight. Cole Sawinski on for Monticello's first kickoff tonight from the 40-yard line. A squib kick and a flag is in. Looks like a false start against yeah. Monticello. And, Al, that might be, I think that is the first flag we've seen tonight. Yeah, we had yeah. one waved off earlier. Yep. Uh, 
tough one there. You rarely see that offsides call on the on the kickoff, but he was a little ahead of the kick there. Burden shifts now to Cole Stowinski, probably to kick it deep and try to buy Monticello some field position. Yeah, it'd be very tough to do an onside again from this point. Monticello with some momentum, though, after that block extra point. Come down, score a touchdown. That was the right time to go for the onside kick there. 5.23 now for the half. 20-6 to six is the score. Sawinski approaches the ball, trots toward it, and he'll squib this one deeply to the 35-yard line and some space up the middle. Look out. Looking for the 50 and close to it is uh, Halen Daly. Nice return for Daly up just south of midfield. Yeah, I like that squib there, trying to do what Unity did on the first kick and, uh, you know, get it to pop loose. They couldn't quite get it, and nice return from the uh, the athlete from Unity there. Daly with the, you're right, Al, nice job of sticking with it. That was a high bounce right before it got to him. Hung around and made a nice play. So Unity, first and 10 from the 49, one yard shy of midfield. They'll move it left to right. They lead 20-6, to 5-18 for the first half, and Unity does have the ball to start the second half. End around, trickery, Meebeck gets the carry right, sweeping to the right sideline to the 45 across midfield. Second down coming up, nice carry for Meebeck on first and 10. Yeah, a little uh, razzle-dazzle, uh, what we call crisscross there uh, in the wing T offense. They, they were running it there, a little counter action. Tough to stop, man. It, it almost looks like a reverse, and that's what a lot of people call it, but that's a, that's a little designed crisscross play there. Second and four now for Unity, ball on the right hash. One receiver right, two left. Richardson the carry up the middle, trying to gut his way past the pile. And Monticello wins that battle. Sage's defensive line has not played poorly tonight. They've actually looked pretty good, and they move Richardson backwards forward. Progress gives him two yards. It's third and four at the 44. Yeah, they've made plays when they've needed to, for sure. Four minutes and 23 seconds left for the half. Proud gets into it. And jumping the snap, Monticello's defense holds. Richardson's brought down. A carry up the middle goes nowhere. We'll see what Unity does on third down, on fourth down, pardon me, in two. Punt unit coming on. And Monticello, it's exactly what they needed on defense. If they can get past a fourth and two, should be a punt for the Rockets. Yeah, I, it should be a punt, but you got the... Yeah, we'll my, see. Uh, no, they're not going to punt. Me backs in. And he's going to look to run it. He's only four yards or five yards behind the center. Carry for suiting left, suiting space. Suiting from the 43 to the 22. Down the left sideline at the numbers. It's brought down, suiting the carry, doing exactly what we saw against St. Joseph. Ogden, some uh, carries in clutch situations, and a big one there, first and 10. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> that's a backbreaker for Monticello. You get him to fourth and two, thinking... Maybe a punt there because my back was their punter earlier, too. Eisenmenger back in, slips one into tight coverage, complete pass the 15 down to the 13. Meback, the man of the hour, catches that pass in double coverage. It's a gain of eight. Unity going right back to the, the well there with the hitches, and, and Monticello's just not quite getting out there to it. Second down and short for Eisenmenger. Two left, three right, and Eisenmenger rolls right. Looking, scanning, looking for the 15. Going to keep it, and he's out of bounds. See where they mark him. A little tough to tell there on the right sideline. Ball will be spotted on the right hash, and he gained a yard to the 13. Third down and one coming up in what is almost certainly four-down territory for the Rockets. 
Yeah, good decision there to just live the fight another day and kind of run that one out of bounds. Not much was open, and he just got what he could get and, and got out of bounds. They're down in two, 3.05 for the half. Rockets driving, trying to build on a 20-6 lead. Mebacks back in at quarterback, suiting to his left. Monticello's in the backfield. Mebacks driving forward to the middle of the field. And they'll mark it close to the first down. He gained the yardage. Tough to tell here, and it looks like they're going to move the chains. A first down, not quite first and goal, but a first down coming up for the Rockets. Tough one there. Monticello got got some penetration and made it tough, but Mebox is so such a load in there to get down. So, 2.45 for the half now. 20 to 6 is the Rockets' lead over the Sages. Ball on the 12, needing the 2 for a first down. Carry for Richardson, tripped up. Legs taken out from underneath him past the 5. And it'll be second down and 3 from the 5 on the way for the Rockets. Kind of a back-breaking drive starting to build here, Al. Winding a lot of time yeah. off the clock. Eisenmenger's out of the gun now with Richardson to the left. Yeah, Monticello really needs to, to get off the field here somehow. Turnover or, you know, force them, force them two more downs to, to not score. They've got to do it. they got to do it. Eisenmenger looking towards Scott Hamilton for the play call on the far sideline. Two minutes to play in the half. Ball on the five, second and three. And Unity's going to wind that clock all the way down. Play clock at one second and a timeout call with a minute and 56 to play in the half. Yeah, like I said, another another good timeout from Hamilton there. Didn't, you know, this is such a big moment in the game, and he wants to get the play call he wants, so you let the time run off so Monticello doesn't get it back with time to score, and you call the timeout there to get the play call you want. Chop sandwich is on sale tonight here in Monticello. We hear that call over the PA system. Doesn't Phenomenal. Sound too bad right now. I was going to say, I haven't eaten uh, dinner yet tonight. Be best, best pork sandwich in the state. <laughs> pork and uh, pigskins uh, champion announced tomorrow. I don't know if Monticello is in the running this year. Uh, you got to have a good pork chop sandwich if you're a high school uh, football, if you're a, a competent high school football program Absolutely. in Illinois. You got to have a good pork chop sandwich. Absolutely. You can't, you can't mess around on the, on the pork chop or the hot dog. <laughs> Tell you when I was I went to Urbana, it was always the the cheeseburger I would get. That was the okay. best cheeseburger you'll ever have. Over there. Okay. Don't know okay. about pork. I don't know if they've started doing pork chop sandwiches since. I don't know that I've ever been to the Urbana field as a as a fan. I think I've only been there as a coach, so couldn't really go there and eat on the sidelines. <laughs> Out of the timeout, second down and three minute fifty six left in the half. Here is Meback in at quarterback. Meback sweeping left Man. into the end zone. A touchdown for Eric Meback. A five yard touchdown run on second and three. Extra point pending the score now. Unity twenty six. Monticello six. Minute fifty two left in the half. Uh, backbreaker there, you know, Monticello gets a little momentum, scores a touchdown, and then gives up a kind of a backbreaking long drive there for Unity. Huge fourth down conversion by the combination of Meebach and Suiting, Suiting right? Bra Brock yep. Suiting. Great. I mean, just a backbreaker there. But minute 52 here for Monticello to come out and, and, and make something happen again. Emerson Bailey on for the extra point. Two for three. His most recent attempt was blocked. So what Monticello does here, extra point on. Bailey awaiting the snap. Play clock down to four. It's up, and it is good with some distance behind it for Emerson Bailey. 27-6 the score, minute 52 to play in the half. 
Yeah, uh, and when Unity's getting in that little wildcat, whatever you want to call it there, it, they've been tough to stop. You know, me, my box is reading uh, – me box, sorry. Me box just reading the play and, and making it happen. That was more of a power run there down by the goal line, but Monticello is not really finding a way to shut that down. Monticello, though, Al, does have a minute and 52 seconds left to do something. They've got two of their three timeouts remaining. Now, Unity does get the ball to start the second half. Got to be cognizant of that, but if Monticello can go down and score... You know, you're looking at a two-touchdown game going in, still with 24 minutes to play. But this drive feels like it could really have an impact on how the rest of the game unfolds. For sure. Monticello has, has to get points here and, and put a little pressure on Unity coming out of halftime. You know, right now with a three-score lead, Unity's probably feeling pretty good. Um, but if you get that down to two scores, puts a little pressure on the other team. And, you know, we've seen crazy things happen, and I've been in games where it all looked lost, and, and it quickly turned one play. So we'll see what happens here. Big drive on the way. Emerson Bailey's going to kick it left to right. Ball on the tee on the 40. Two back deep to return. Ike Young and Nolan Betterkemper for the Sages. Going to go back to Ike Young. Deep kick fielded back at the 8, and Young's going to keep it. Young to the left sideline. Looking, spinning, past a man. 30-yard line. Good return for Young. Past the 40. And give him the 42. Ike Young faked a pitch back to the other return man, Benner Kemper, and kept it himself to the 42. And that is exactly what Monticello, well, exactly what they needed would have been a touchdown. But that's right. not bad. You'll take that on the kickoff return. Heck, yeah. I mean, you get the ball at midfield there with a minute 42 left, two timeouts. I mean, this is ex <laughs> they couldn't. Like you said, outside of a touchdown, they couldn't have asked for a better start here to this drive. Right to left drive, starting at the 42, eight yards shy of midfield. 27-6 the score, minute 42 left in the half. Teshke out of the gun to Ike Young in the right flat. Young running into traffic at the 42-yard line, right at the line of scrimmage. Second down and 10 coming up, and the Sages will have to hurry to the line. Huge play there from Unity's defense. It looked like Young had some space. The linebacker there... Uh, closed the gap so fast and, and shut that down. Trotting back out is Teshke after getting a play from the sideline and Coley Welter, minute 10 to play in the half. Second and 10, same yard line, 42. Monticello needs to drive 58 yards to cut into a 27-6 lead. Minute three and the snap and Teshke drops back out of the gun, fires one out, a rainbow that is caught by... Trey Welter to the 45 and the 44, knocked out of bounds, stops the clock at 55 seconds. And Monticello picks up a big first down. Goes across midfield for a gain of about 15. Yeah, uh, you know, that's the exact, exact throw Monticello was looking for there. Something easy, wide open. I was wondering what, what kind of what they were doing there. They weren't really in a hurry up, but, you know, they got the right play call there. And, and you know, who am I to question that? <laughs> Trips right for Teshke now, two to the left, 55 seconds left, first and 10, 44-yard line, Teshke over the middle, tucks one in to Young, Young to the 30. Before he's caught by the Unity defense and brought down at the 29. Good tight spiral into a tight window from Teshke to Young, first down and 10, 47 seconds left, clock stops for the first down. Monticello going right back to the well there, right, right, the slant right behind where those linebackers are. And they're finding a soft spot in Unity's zone. Ike Young on that reception. 
Goes for a nice gain of 14. And Teshke now has Young to his left. Three wide receivers right. Included among that group, Carter Foran and Trey Welter. Raiden Colbert's out left. Four-man front for Unity. Teshke looking over the middle. Welter again open. Spins to the 15. Welter looking. He's down to the 10. Give him the 11 before he's brought down. And a nice gain. Another first down. And stop the clock at 37. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat for Monticello. Monticello, here's a quick pass again to Colbert on an out route incomplete. Good coverage there from Braden Henry. Forces the incomplete pass. 31 seconds left and a 27-6 score. Unity's on the good end of that. Monticello could cut into that here if they could pick up 11 yards in 29 seconds. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they've, they've found they found their spot, and, and it's right behind the linebackers that, where they're vacating that zone, and Monticello's just, just living in that area. They tried to throw a quick out route there on the last one, and it kind of got shut down, but if they can just keep living in that area, I think they'll be all right. Scott Hamilton and the Unity Rockets had one more timeout. They use it here. They add two seconds to the clock, 31 seconds left to play here in the first half. And, and with that, behind the linebackers there, I mean, the Monticello receivers are doing a great job of finding that soft spot, sitting back and looking for Teshke to throw it to him. And, I mean, it's really impressive, well coached, obviously, to, to do that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's impressive to watch. See if Monticello can cap an impressive drive with a touchdown. Second and 10 at the 11. Not quite second and goal, but close. Driving toward the left side of the field, toward the high school, behind the left end zone. Good crowd behind the high school. Getting ready for a good halftime show here in Monticello. 27-6, Unity leads this week nine contest. Sages can cut into it here before the halftime break. If they can score here, still plenty of time to play, although Unity does have the second half kickoff. First down, second down, pardon me, in 10 from the 11, 31 seconds left. Monticello oh. out of the timeout. Teshke wasn't ready for the snap and falls on it. And Coley Welter not happy, not what Monticello no. wanted to see out of the timeout, and they'll take a timeout of their own. They've got one left. I mean, the miscues in Monticello when they've gotten to the zone have got to be driving Coach Welter crazy. I, I know as a coach, you know, the worst thing is snap miscues. And it happens so often at the high school level. And that, I mean, that's just tough tough to have right there in that situation. Sets the stages back one yard. Third down and 11 from the 12. Out of the timeout, there will be 27 seconds left. In this first half, the Unity leads 27-6. Monticello desperately needs a touchdown here. As they break huddle and Unity does the same, Al, huge sequence coming here. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't see Coach Walter get too fired up very often, but he definitely was there after that miscue. I mean, and he knows this is a huge situation for Monticello. They have to score they have to score a touchdown here. Two receivers to each side. Young to the left of the quarterback, Teshke. Welter in motion, left to right, so it's trips right. Pump fake from Teshke, throw to the end zone, and Colbert incomplete, overthrew Colbert. Colbert wants a flag, but that pass wasn't catchable. Yeah, yeah, you know, that must be what they're, they're saying. It was uncatchable because there was some contact there. And definitely seen that called before, but uncatchable ball. I, I get it. I get why it wasn't called. Cole Sawinski on for the field goal attempt here with 23 seconds left in the half. 27 to 6 the score. Monticello down looking for the points here. The market down at the 19, a 29 yard field goal on the way. 
Sawinski missed one earlier from about this part of the field, and Sawinski's second attempt, a high kick, had a little distance behind it. It's up and good. 27-9 with 17 seconds left in the half. Definitely not what Monticello wanted there, three points, but it does make it a two-score, or no, sorry, eight, 18 points, sorry. My <laughs> math, math math wasn't the best. I know we talked to my old math teacher in there earlier, but uh, math wasn't the best on that one. But, you know, not what they were looking for, but they'll take the points and, and like I said, keep the offensive momentum going here. 17 seconds left in this half. Unity is going to get the ball, leading 27-9. But Unity doesn't have any timeouts here, Al. Do you maybe dial up an onside kick if you're Monticello, thinking then Unity would have to play the sideline? I mean, you'd think probably if your defense does its job, the, the worst you can have happens a field goal if they can get a first down. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it might be worth a shot here, but, I mean, Onside kick will probably run six seconds off, so at best Monticello just gets a Hail Mary or maybe a quick sideline route and then something a little closer for a Hail Mary. They might, they, you might see it. I mean, like you said, Welter is very creative and, and <laughs> likes, to, likes to do some unconventional things sometimes, so I, I, I wouldn't be shocked at anything here. Monticello, to its credit, only has one timeout. 17 seconds left, and the kickoff on the way from Cole Sawinski, 27-9. His Sage's trail. Sawinski addresses the ball. Let's see. He'll kick it deep. Trailing to the sideline. That kick goes out of bounds. So decent field position on the way for Unity. But Al, you'd still feel pretty good here for Monticello, you know, not having uh, any timeouts referring to Unity. Mm -hmm. Probably going to just send this to the locker room, I would think. Yeah, I would I would guess. Probably just a kneel down here. You don't want to make a mistake and, and give Monticello any, mom any more momentum heading into halftime, but out-of-bounds kick, I don't know. I mean, that's not what you want there in that situation, I wouldn't think. Um, you know, you might have been better off with a, a shot at an onside kick there. See what the Rockets do here. Looks like they've got the uh, kneel-down unit on, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Eisenmanger's still going to come out of the shotgun because, as you said, when, you take a <laughs> <laughs> when you're a shotgun team, it's still easier to do that. You can't change it. You can't change it. And a knee out of the gun for Meisenmenger, and that'll end the first half of play in Monticello. Unity has come into Monticello and has a 27-9 lead with zeros on the clock for the second quarter. And uh, Al, still plenty of time left, but a three-score lead for the Rockets. They've got to be feeling pretty good about where they're at here as we look to play 24 minutes here yeah. at the home of the Sages. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, and really it's the turnover bugaboo again for for Monticello, they, that's led to 14 points for Unity. You know, the messed up kick at the beginning of the game and, and the fumble at midfield has led to 14 Rockets points. So that's really the difference in the ball game right now. 12 minutes on the clock for halftime. Looking forward to what should be a great halftime show here in Monticello. Breast Cancer Awareness Night for the Sages. Everyone in the student section dressed in pink pretty much from head to toe. Sages have pink accessories on the uh, uniforms, a lot of pink socks, gloves, that kind of thing. See if that uh, theme becomes apparent during the halftime show here as well. Travis Corson, principal at uh, Monticello High School, has got his uh, pink hoodie on down yep, there at yep. the 25-yard line. So we'll see. Take a break before we get to the halftime show. They've added some time, a 20-minute halftime performance in Monticello tonight. Al and I are back after this break to recap the first half. You'll hear from Jason Liggett at some point, too, during halftime. He'll read some scores from around the area. And in about 20 minutes, we'll play more football here in Monticello. Unity, 
27, Monticello 9. This is the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week presented by Pavlov Media and Prospect Bank.